Hello, everyone. You are listening to the Navigating Life Abroad podcast. I am your host, Ashley Liliana. As we know, life does not stop when you move or live abroad. This podcast is a space where we can come together to share our advice, experiences, and stories as we navigate life abroad. Today's episode is with my friend, Edna, whom I met through the master's program last year. This episode is the second to last episode of Navigating Life Abroad. It perfectly reflects the part of the moving abroad process I personally find the most difficult, coming home, and navigating all the emotions and everything else that comes with that. I really appreciate how open and vulnerable Edna was as she shared her experience returning to Barcelona after her time in Australia. Edna, thank you so much for agreeing to be here on this episode. Thank you. You are actually one of the people I think who inspired like the idea of this podcast. Oh yeah, because it was uh, that one conversation that we had. We were coming back from class and we were in Plaza Catalunya. I'm talking yeah. about decisions and stuff. And like, something about that conversation just stuck with me. But I okay. wanted to kind of start the episode with you giving a little bit of background and context of okay. your time in Australia? Basically it was because I wanted to do like the Erasmus program mm -hmm. which is like well, yeah, like living abroad and going with uni so yeah mm -hmm. and I didn't know where to go I knew that I wanted to go to like a, an English-speaking country because it would be easier for me mm -hmm. rather than going to like a, a country that I wouldn't know the language. I actually wanted to go to New Zealand because mm -hmm. I'm a, a very big fan of trails and nature and yeah. landscapes and I thought it would be amazing. It sounded very remote and I was like do I want to go there but basically my um my faculty didn't have an arrangement okay. that was the only one out of the whole uni that didn't have an arrangement with New Zealand the Auckland University over there and I was like where can I go that is very close to New Zealand so I can go visit and that I also like and it was never in my mind to go to Australia because yeah. I don't know like it didn't call me or it didn't sound like a right fit but then I started talking to friends and they were like I think that it might be a nice match mm -hmm. and I started like looking online mm -hmm. like I don't know videos youtubers and everything and then I talked to like a friend that she had gone I think was the previous year and she said it was pretty cool so I went like I'm gonna see I have no idea how life in Australia is but yeah I'm just gonna go and I went and it was the best decision of my life yeah um I went there for a year I studied there at Monash University like worked there it was a, a first time for everything like yeah. living abroad working at a restaurant for the first time I don't know living on my own yeah. and it was like a very complicated but nice at the same time experience uh what was like the difficult the most difficult thing about living in Melbourne in the beginning knowing that I was very far away from my family, my friends and my life in Barcelona where I feel I felt comfortable and basically where my life was and everything I knew in the world and about life was very far away, like the furthest I it could be, kind of. It was frightening uh, knowing I was alone. I couldn't see them in months. I mean, I could call them, but it's not the same thing getting a hug from them mm -hmm. and I was kind of young I was 21 years old and it was like my first experience of actually like going that far away because I hadn't been past New York I would say yeah. and that was the same year so this, that year I went to New York and to Miami and mm -hmm. but like previous to that I hadn't left Europe so it was a little bit shocking to know I was so far away and and I don't know like I didn't have people I could I loved that mm -hmm. I could see whenever I needed 
I don't know, the months, I would say like after three, four months, I got used to it. Yeah. And it was more like natural to call them and to like FaceTime them. Yeah. It got better, but it was quite difficult. And then when I felt okay with myself, like I started to realize um, my life there was nice and I could do everything for my own. Like I could build the life I wanted. That was the moment I realized like, okay, it's not that bad to have mm -hmm. my life back in Barcelona because it's very far away, but I, it, that means I can be myself. I can start over, I would say, and I can show the parts of me that I want to show. Normally people see you back home, I would say, I, they see you like being one person that they know or they have known mm -hmm. for many years and getting rid of those expectations and, and that person, not personality, but like tra traits that made me more free and yeah. that was kind of a turn of events. But yeah, I would say it was knowing that my loved ones were very far away. We're going to get into something that you mentioned there, but before that, were there any cultural differences that were shocking for you? I would say I didn't get major cultural shocks. City life is pretty similar, I would say, in Barcelona, London. A big city is a big city. Of course, Melbourne is way bigger than Barcelona. But I mean, the shock was living on my own, having okay. to go grocery shopping, mm -hmm. having to do everything on my own, like okay. putting, having to do the dishes. I mean, I did already, but like okay. the having the full responsibility of your place clean and everything and just like your daily life i don't know that was the biggest shock but i wouldn't say it was cultural but also having to open up yourself to different people okay. and i would say australians are quite reserved people mm -hmm. but like they they are very welcoming but like to actually be friends mm -hmm. with an australian person it's kind of very hard it was pretty easy to hang mm -hmm. out with other like international students so yeah it, it wasn't like a major shock being in australia and then returning now to barcelona mm -hmm. when, you, when you initially came back how was that you touched a little bit of, about how you know family friends can have an idea of how you mm -hmm. are or mm -hmm. maybe they just see you as the edna that they've always known and then you come back and you're not the same because you've had all these experiences like living on your own, taking care of yourself, all of those things. And you do change. How was that experience like returning back? I've thought so much about this because mm -hmm. everyone, whenever they live abroad and come back home, they say this thing of um, everything is the same, but you're not the same. But at the same time, you're kind of the same person, just like you've grown. Yeah. And you don't see that your surroundings are the same. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a complicated situation yeah. but for me it was very complicated to realize I didn't have that kind of freedom anymore I couldn't be myself 100% because you have this pressure I would say from your friends socially your family everything you have like a it's like a, a, a puzzle piece mm -hmm. that you go back to your puzzle and in Australia I had built that puzzle for myself right so it was kind of very hard to realize that I have people also like observing me again, being able to like have a saying with what I was doing. Yeah, it had been a year that I had been super free and, and I didn't, people could tell me something, but they were so far away that it was, for me, it didn't mean, it meant nothing that they say like, I don't know, are you lost? Or I think maybe my parents would be these people that would say like, I feel like you have to like focus on what something and they are not like very restricted pers uh, like parents but like maybe they would tell me how to do some things and not having that pressure and going back to that that was hard but um also my friends 
So when I left for Australia, I was studying. And when I came back, and all my friends were studying. And when I came back, everyone had a job and uni was finished for right. everyone. So that was shocking also because I had a daily routine with my friends that I would mm -hmm. see them every single day at uni. And then I go back and many of my friends were from outside of Barcelona. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't see them every single day. And I didn't know how to kind of navigate through that situation of how to see them on a daily basis because it was impossible. Many things that I had to like put back into place and also realizing that I all these problems I didn't have before but now I like at that moment yeah. I had it was kind of a, I don't know how to say it in, in English but like un rompecabezas for me I still struggle with many things because I think like with COVID also it's been hard to like slowly figure things out but it takes you time and you're always not letting yourself leave abroad is a very nice thing and a very like ama an amazing experience but i think that you're never gonna feel back home again if you feel happy in another place and realizing and being okay with that it's very very hard i think it's been the hardest thing i've ever felt because it means you don't only have one home that can feel like very nice like oh yeah you have two homes but it's not the same because then you're not fully or you don't feel home in Barcelona, in my case, or in Melbourne, because it's like in between. But then the idea you have from Melbourne, that was like from four years ago. So maybe it's not your home, but Barcelona either. So it's just like, who am I? <laughs> Where do I live? Where am I from? More like emotionally, of course, like yeah. I know that I'm from Barcelona. But that was complicated to navigate, yeah. And asking for a friend who's not at all going to experience this in a little bit. <laughs> How did you? navigate that did you also feel lost at any yeah point in time throughout mm -hmm. the experience yes 100 and it's been a tough two years and a half mm -hmm. also because i mean covid i think it's been quite damaging for sure <laughs> emotionally yeah and i don't know i think it takes time and acceptance but acceptance i wouldn't know the formula to it it's mm -hmm. just like oof i've spent many nights watching and going back through pic like i don't know like watching pictures and mm -hmm. videos from my time in australia and also like struggling with the idea i'm not the person anymore but i want to be that person but also i don't want to i don't know if you say well idealizar yeah idolize yeah idolize the person that i was there because of mm -hmm. course i had a i had like rough times it's not that everything was perfect but I think it was the attitude I had there because it was more like the 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 way or my eyes the eyes that I put into life that's the thing I was struggling the most with that way of living life that way of of the perspective that I had of life the way that I saw people that I saw myself and I don't know it just like takes time I'm still going yeah. through that <laughs> even even though it's been three years that I, since I came back I still struggle and I think it's reading um, journaling a lot. If, for example, for me, a very nice way of kind of going through that was editing a video of the memories from a full year. It took me like a very long time and I still, I'm, I'm still editing that video because it's so many memories. But it's a way of kind of giving a closure to that part of my life. And yeah, I think 100% time and for me journaling that yeah. it helped me a lot. And then I also, with my friends, I felt very um, decent. Because I would think they would understand me. They were the people that I left behind. And they don't, they can't relate with my emotions. But that, I think that's wrong. Because it makes you isolate of your inner circle. And people, may, they might not understand what you're feeling. 
but they are capable of helping you out or at least being by your side. Like the, the person that is going to struggle is yourself, but at least you have someone or like a shoulder to cry or to laugh, shout or whatever that you can be comfortable with. So I think that I felt very decent with my parents, with my sister, with my friends. And that was a, a huge uh, mistake. How long do you think it took you to maybe you don't even feel fully 100% comfortable kind of back in that transition, mm -hmm. but how long did it take you to feel at least comfortable enough? Again, because of COVID, I think it has completely altered the times. Sure. If it would have been without that, maybe it would have taken me way less. Mm -hmm. But I would say to start being comfortable or feeling comfortable with the idea that um, I'm back in Barcelona and Barcelona mm -hmm. is my city and I have to be okay with myself in whatever place of the world, Yes. I am at the moment. I would say three years. I came back in September 2019 and COVID was February 2020. Those months were very happy in the beginning and then very hard. Yeah. And then COVID came and it yeah, completely like changed everyone's life. Not being able to travel or to connect with my friends for, from the from the year abroad. Many of them were from, from Sweden or, or Denmark. That made it very hard. Because yeah. I felt like I didn't have a normal way of grieving, yep. kind of, my my year in Australia. But it, yeah, it's been three years and I, I still struggle, but I'm, mm -hmm. I'm getting better. I came back from Chile in February of 2020. And mm -hmm. literally, like, within three weeks, oh my God. I went to True. Paris, I got a job in Chile, and then New York was locked down for basically, like almost that entire year mm -hmm. and I think it was the sense of that of I think with anything in particular when you are probably living abroad or having a, like a, a living abroad experience and you do go back to your home city or country mm -hmm. there is a sense of grieving something this really like um, intense beautiful experience and it's not just grieving like your life it's also the person that you yeah, were because you're never going to be that person yeah that again. was my main problem yeah and to then have like that even four months is not enough time to like process everything grieve adjust and then have a pandemic the pandemic didn't help it was all of a sudden like the only thing we have to kind of adjust from moving abroad is life as we used to know and try to figure it out but then you can't do that you can't go out and eat dinner you can't go to the park you can't like do the basic things that could try mm -hmm. to like kind of help that period of adjustment mm -hmm. and so i think yeah i'm with you on the whole covid definitely added yeah. a few months even a year i think to that there's a lot of patience with yourself and probably yeah. others in the process yes true and i would say like allow yourself yeah to feel sad and to and to feel not okay i tend to force myself to always be happy and i'm this kind of person that is normally very i would say not positive but it has a lot of energy so energetic and i would whenever i felt sad and i didn't want to leave my house i don't know not see a, a friend of mine I would feel super guilty and it's it's i mean it is what it is when you were happy when i was happy in, in australia i allowed myself to be happy why am i not allowing myself to feel sad right now live it's just like being okay sometimes being not that okay sometimes mm -hmm. i've also learned that that you have to be sad and if you have a very shitty day sorry for the word <laughs> you have to allow yourself to have one of those how was the edna before going to australia Mm -hmm. during Australia and then the end now after how how are you different oof that's complicated but also like nice question yes because I thought a lot about these because I think that I see such different Ednas mainly emotionally and yeah. the way we lived 
life and we experience things now I'm, I'm older sometimes things are boring <laughs> and I remember things being way more exciting mm -hmm. back then before going to Australia I would say I was a very extroverted person Australia made me even more extroverted <laughs> extroverted yeah and coming back home made me an introvert or like not even introverted but but 100% not extroverted because I I'm also more insecure about myself now than back then. It's kind of contradictorio that we yeah. say in Spanish. Contradictory, yeah. Yeah, because it's just how come you're going to Australia for a year and you have a very nice time with yourself and you enjoy mm -hmm. yourself, but then you come back more insecure or more like self-conscious about yourself. When you demonstrate yourself that you're able and capable of making friends and everything. To start um, with Vienna before Australia, I was more frightened about doing things. Everything, I thought about it more. It was harder to like make decisions. Mm -hmm. Again, contra contradictory. I was also like younger, so everything felt easier. So it was like this kind of like both worlds. And when I went to Australia, I think I started to believe more in myself and I demonstrated myself that I was completely capable of living on my own and building a life on my own. And that was super rewarding. Seeing that everything that I had there was because of me, was because I earned it mm -hmm. or I made it happen. So that was, yeah, very nice. So I would say I was very empowered and also very free. The most in my life, yeah. And then when I came back, I am a little bit more straightforward with things. I don't like to uh, play around with... Yeah, dance around like things. Yeah, certain things. But I feel more insecure about myself. It's hard for me to sometimes read some situations mm -hmm. that I would be able to do before and not now. At the same time, I, I would say that even though I had some bad things... Well, I'm going to say in Spanish. <laughs> but saqué algunas cosas malas de la situación de volver y lo pasé muy mal durante esos años. Creo que también eh, se me ha abierto el mundo y si mi mundo antes era más pequeño, ahora es mucho más grande. Y ahora me permito más cosas y de repente es como que mi mundo antes era solo Barcelona y ahora es... me siento que el mundo es mío de alguna forma, como que es muy fácil que me vaya a otros sitios a visitar amigos, a vivir... Tengo más facilidad, pero no, no porque sea económica actualmente o porque tenga más tiempo, sino porque es más el mindset que tengo de tirar para adelante y decir, lo has hecho antes, te ha salido bien, has vivido fuera, te ha gustado, has ido a ver a tus amigos, te lo has pasado bien, tú puedes con todo, ves donde quieras que te vas a comer el mundo. It's really interesting because I can kind of describe my own experience a very similar way. I did a, a video where I talked about like reflecting my time in Chile and I think those are the exact words that I used. Really? I felt like I felt very free from just I guess I don't know everything and I felt mm -hmm. like a very free person and I really like love that version of me and I like I do miss her sometimes quite a lot actually same for me though because <laughs> now I am straightforward with a lot more things like I have a lot more boundaries and but I'm also there was a period of time where I also was very insecure and sometimes I still am but like it became more with with making decisions I felt very sure like the way you said I can I think about moving to Chile or another place, like I know I can do it because I've done it and like I have the proof to do it and that doesn't scare me because I have like that mindset as well. But sometimes in terms of decisions, because moving abroad is also like a very big decision, I sometimes I'm like doubting or yeah. I, I don't have that same like decisiveness sometimes with certain things like I used to have when I decided same to go for to me. Chile. Yeah. Like I knew I was going to live abroad and that was it and like I just knew it. Even when I went back, like I knew it. When I came here... And went for it, yeah. Yeah, it was more of like... 
am I sure? I, I didn't feel as maybe young could be the word or, yeah. or, or I don't know, like I would bounce back from certain things as easily, but I definitely felt like that kind of same pattern, if you will, yeah. of the experience as well. Yeah, I would say um, living abroad is un arma de doble, de doble filo because it makes you, I would say, I mean, as we were saying, you have proof that you have done it before, yeah. so you're able of doing that. But at the same time, you're not as foolish, I would say, or not like innocent. Also, as you have done it before, you know that it's hard. You know that things can go wrong. You know that... Emotionally, you're going to be like up and down. Yeah. Like a roller coaster. Yeah. So it gives you, you know, that the best of both worlds or the worst of both worlds, yeah. I would say. So yeah, because I was way more innocent when I went to Australia. Yeah. I was like, yay, life abroad. Um, mm -hmm. I was 21 years, years mm -hmm. old, so like... I didn't know as many things as I know now. Not that I was stupid or anything, mm -hmm. but like it was way more exciting because it was, everything was so new mm -hmm. and you had zero expectations yeah. about that because if it turned out wrongly, in my mind, I was like, you know, whatever, it, maybe it's not for me. It, it was not the case, but it, if it would have, I knew that I could go back home mm -hmm. and be like, you know, go living abroad is not for me. Yeah. I give it a chance, it's fine, yeah. we're gonna go back to my life, blah, blah, blah. The thing is, it turned out pretty well for me. So now <laughs> my, <laughs> my question is like, okay, do I have to do it again? Do I have to rush into that? Not rush, but like, is that my goal? Should I now try and live back in Barcelona again, but give it a real chance? Because mm -hmm. in my mind, for three years, I've been wanting to go back to Australia. So that's not giving it a fair chance or a fair yeah. shot. Would you like to go back to Australia? I mean, I would love to live in every single place in the world. <laughs> and <laughs> Apart from that. that. <laughs> I don't know the answer to that mm -hmm. question because for many years I wanted to go back, but now I'm too afraid that when I go back, I, I feel completely different. Of sure. course it's gonna be super different, but I'm afraid I'm not gonna find that freedom. I'm not gonna find that happiness because mm -hmm. I'm gonna put so many expectations on that. I, I'm, I think I'm in my head. It's I'm gonna land in Australia and I'm gonna be happy again. <laughs> when for the first time, I never had any expectations. So, mm -hmm. if I was happy, that was because I was happy for real. If I was sad, that was because I was sad for real. And now mm -hmm. I'm kind of sugestionando mi mente. So I'm, I'm trying to feel things or like expecting to feel things that I don't know if, it, if it's gonna be like that. If it's me forcing myself to feel happy, because it's like, it's Australia, you have to be happy. Maybe your place now is not Australia, but it's Amsterdam, mm -hmm. I have no idea. I think I wanna go back to Australia because, well, first of all, I have to like prepare myself mentally. <laughs> I think I wanna go back for like a year or a couple years before I want, because I think I want to settle down in Barcelona. Okay. Now that I still have no attachments to Barcelona, I want to go back to Australia. I don't know when, but for a year or a couple years, I don't want to live there forever. Okay. I just want to go back to see how I, I, I feel, to kind of, I would say, quitarme la espinita. So yeah, in a way that not trying to go back to the Edna I was four years ago, but see who, if I go back, who I become in some ways and then but also I would love to live in Amsterdam for example mm -hmm. or in Dublin like somewhere in Europe I would really want to live there and somewhere in Latin America I would love Mexico or Santiago de Chile maybe mm -hmm. who knows <laughs> who knows 2020 something yeah <laughs> see you there no. but yeah I think I would want to go back but I, I'm, I want to be really sure about it in a way that I want to know that I'm not going back mm -hmm. to feel those things. That's like a relationship with someone. You're gonna have 
other relationships, they're going to be very nice. Maybe n not the same, but yeah. that doesn't mean they're worse. They're just different. I love that you describe moving abroad like relationships as well, <laughs> because I do the same thing. <laughs> but the experience is like a relationship with a place. And how you feel also. Exactly. Relationships, relationships are also about the way you feel. Yeah. If you feel happy, exactly. if you feel fulfilled, or that you, I don't know, empowered, or mm -hmm. I don't know, many many things, and and the same with the place. When I went to Australia, I would say that was like a first love. Yeah, how a first love feels. Right, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, that's why I'm afraid because I don't want to experience exactly. what you were saying, Barcelona. Yeah. That it's like that place that helps you forget or helps you kind of um, turn page. Yeah with the other place. Exactly. I asked myself the same questions and I'm in this kind of the same process in terms of thinking about Chile and like, what does that mean for my life? Okay. Right. And I also have that same fear of returning, but I don't want it to be that I return because I want to be that person or have those memories. I want it to be a new chapter. Different. New, and I am also afraid of that. Like, is it better just to have the memory? The memory, yeah. And that experience and the videos or whatever? That's the question. Or is it actually myself, like yeah. a place that feels like home? Because what you said at the beginning, I think is also so beautiful and so true that when you're, when there's home somewhere else and you're happy somewhere else, you never feel connection the same exact way to the place that you were born, your home city, your home country. And it's very complicated because when someone's like, where's home? It's like, well, that's kind of difficult. I don't answer. know. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Is there, was there anything that you missed from Barcelona when you were in Australia that when you came back, you were like, I can't wait to have this food or go to the store or have this place or this experience where you're like itching for. Okay, I'm gonna say this in Spanish because it comes more naturally. Sí, sí, sí. Mi padre, antes de irme a vivir a Australia, me dijo una cosa que parece muy tonta, pero it stayed with me mm -hmm. forever. Y me tocó muchísimo y es que me dijo ni Melbourne va a ser todo lo que quieres y todo va a ser bueno, ni Barcelona va a ser todo malo, ni al revés. Y como que, que lo que me quería decir es que en... Barcelona, en este caso para mí Barcelona y Melbourne, ¿no? Bueno, Melbourne. Iban a haber cosas buenas, iban a haber cosas malas, porque al final la vida pasa aquí y allí, en todas partes. Y es una frase muy sencilla, pero es que es verdad que cuando estaba en Australia echaba de menos cosas aquí, como cosas tan sencillas como ir a una cena de cumpleaños de un familiar, porque era como... veía que mi hermana iba, que mis primos iban y me enviaban fotos, y pensaba, qué tontería. Porque es una cena de un, de un familiar o del de cumpleaños de, un, de mi tía, de mi tío. Pero era como una sensación de que I was missing out on something. Y estaba feliz allí, entonces por ende no me tocaba tanto. Pero yo qué sé, cosas que tú veías en que otras personas se, volvi o sea, se volvían más cercanas. Y no miedo de que te sustituyan, sino decir qué pena que no lo esté viviendo. Por ejemplo, la relación, mi hermana empezó a salir con una persona en aquel momento y no viví el principio de la relación, uh -huh. y me dio mucha pena porque vi que era una relación muy importante para ella, que la marcó mucho su primer amor, uh -huh. entonces cosas así pequeñitas de ver como su segundo año de universidad, sí. cómo lo enfocaba, eh, de mis amigos, pues cosas pues también que les pasó, hago una vez comida también, <risa> eso es verdad, porque yo voy cada año al sur en verano, entonces no ir con ellos, uh -huh. era como no comer muchas cosas que sí. todos los años you were looking forward to eating, y daily life, en plan, en general no, porque estaba muy a gusto allí, pero a veces levantarte un domingo y estar que estén tus padres por ahí escuchando música, o poder cenar con ellos, incluso echaba de menos, que es muy raro, el camino a la uni. Porque el camino a la uni era un camino muy especial para mí, porque era como un momento del día de ponerme música, 
y reflexionar y estar súper tranquila. Y esa hora me encantaba y, y la uni en sí, me, el ambiente me gustaba. Pero bueno, era como al final todo tiene su parte buena y su parte mala, como dijo mi padre. Y entonces eh, me quedo, o sea, cuando, estaban, cuando volví a Barcelona, una época que luego regresé a, a Australia, también echaba de menos cosas de Australia. Entonces al final es como que lo bonito es que te quedas con muchas cosas de los diferentes sitios y como todo van a haber cosas buenas y cosas malas. Pero sí, sobre todo al final lo que, lo que hace la experiencia bonita de todas partes es la gente. Entonces lo que más echaba de menos era la gente. If you could describe your experience living abroad in one phrase or a couple of words, how would you describe? I'm going to say, because I wrote it down in a, in a notebook in Australia, I'm going to say, you are capable of everything. I would say that I was the one building my life over there mm -hmm. and the only one and everything I had, it was because it was me yeah. that I took care of my friends, that I valued my experience there. So I would say that um, values, I think I wrote something like, you're capable of everything, values mucho. I don't know about you, but when I moved, when I went on my first big solo trip, mm -hmm. I remember feeling, it was my first time abroad alone, I felt terrified. I think a lot about that person. Like now I go to an airport very natural, very normal, like Same. nothing. I know that feeling. But I, I think about like those first two moments and how scared I felt going alone, especially like the moving abroad one for like a long period of time. If you could go back and talk to Edna in that moment, maybe it was Australia, maybe it was somewhere else, what would you say to her? Normally, I remember back then when my friends left for, because everyone went on an Erasmus program, mm -hmm. everyone was like, it's going to be the best time of your life, you're going to be so happy. Yeah. And that I feel like it kind of conditions your experience or at least the way you start experience whatever you're going because it's gonna be amazing but like it puts so much pressure on you that it has to be amazing that it has to be fulfilling that it has to be the the most rewarding type of time of your life where you're gonna find yourself when everything's gonna be amazing and it might not turn out that way if you're lucky enough i hope it is the case maybe it happens and but it's it's not the way the place you're going to, more the person you are. Yeah. And I feel like that's a real journey of the real trip mm -hmm. with yourself. I would say capture everything, even if it's journaling yeah. or with a camera or even if it's just with your mind. But if you can write it down because you're going to forget about many things and try and make it about a journey with yourself, yeah. not with other people, of course, also, but like, or about the place, don't mm -hmm. make it about the place, but about how you're feeling, what it means to you, how you're growing. Growing doesn't necessarily mean feeling super happy, mm -hmm. but just like listen to yourself and just make it about a journey to knowing you. Even if you have an, a, a bad time there, you're going to learn about yourself and you're going to be stronger when you finish or when you overcome that. So yeah, 100% the trip, it's not where you're flying, but with yourself. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you in the next one. Ciao.